Waxheads, Waxheads, Kooks and Barneys, Corn Rinses and Vortex Shamans, High Priests of the Cone Zone, Holy Women of the Monstro Orb. It's time to pack your sleds, your fishing rods, your camping gear and your froth bucket. Chuck it in the wagon, point the thing for Waves Campground Crescent Head. Because this October 21 to 23, the first annual Swellness Summit presented by Greenlight is going down. It's a weekend of surfing connection, brotherhood and sisterhood of learning, listening, and their transference of wisdom from all corners of the surfing experience. The goal of the weekend is to arm you with the knowledge and the tools to make good choices, healthy choices, choices that benefit yourself and others to reconnect with the natural world and even improve your surfing. Once there, you'll experience the regenerative, the regenerative, the regenerative, fuck, the, the regenerative powers of meditation with a three-time world champion and all-time froth lord, Tom Carroll. You'll practice the martial arts techniques behind Brad Gerlach's wave key. You'll learn of resilience and mental fortitude from the Swellian Queens, Jodie Cooper and Pauline Mensah. And you'll pick up tips on permaculture and sustainable farming with Asher Pacey and Jarrah Tutton. Richie Vass will be there teaching discipline, self-defence techniques, and Johnny Gannon and others will be loading up the body if you want to get fit as well. I'm telling you, it's that and a whole lot more. We'll be doing giant Wim Hof workshops. Wait till you get a room full of 40 people on the Wim Hof program. Fully in, let it go. You'll never feel the same. You will just be buzzing out of your skin. We'll have ice bars on hand, live bands absolutely shredding, DJs kicking us into the night, fucking out there, we'll be dancing, and a good old-fashioned send, because it is a Swellian event after all. The Swellian Summit is a gathering of the tribe. We're going to load you up on the mana that you can take with you for the rest of your life to make good, healthy living a priority, and hopefully share that wisdom that you've gained with other people in your hometowns. The inaugural Swellness Summit, presented by Greenlight, will take place this October 21 to 23. Tickets are available at theswellians.com. Get on it. They're selling fast. We'll see you there, Swellians and Swelliettes. Eat. Pray. Cone.
Waxheads, Kooks and Barneys. That was the track, Unbelievable, from the Swellness Summit feature artist Ray Jar and his band Subtribe. We're about to hear from Ray and go on a bit of a musical jamboree through both his music and the Kiwi reggae scene at large from which he descended and which I grew up in the middle of, courtesy of the large Maldi expat community that called Bondi home when I was a kid. Uh, and you know, in fact, they were there for many, many years before I was there. Um, but yeah, it, it kind of got me thinking, listening to Subtribe and chatting Array, just about how pretty much all of my favorite bands are mixed race, from the Specials to the Warumpi Band, King Stingray, Fat Freddy's, Catch a Fire, and so many more. Ray, Mate, what a classic. He's a core lord of the highest order, a surfing, skating, league-loving madman who calls Cronulla home these days and who I couldn't be more frothing to have at Swellness. Here he is. All right, welcome to the program, Ray Jar 45, one of our feature guests at the inaugural Swellness Health and Wellbeing Summit. Uh, Ray, mate, how yeah. are you? Just knocked yeah, off a, a day on the tools, I understand. On the tools, man. Getting right in there. But, uh, yeah, it's good, good to be talking to you, bro. Yeah, fucking oath, man. I feel like we we first met a while ago, like a, a long while ago, back at uh, the great Jim George's joint, probably on Lamrock Avenue or maybe when he was living in North Bondi. Does that sound about oh, right? The mighty Lamrock, yeah, probably Lamrock. There's a lot of people that have sort of gone in and out of that place, made a lot of Different characters, man. But um, yeah, definitely. Um, he's a bit of a legend around those ways, eh? Yeah, old Jimmy G. He's an icon. He uh, is basically the guy who got me into radio, which I guess is the yeah, really the planting of the seed of this here program. All began there in that bong scum oh, wow. fucking basement with the far now <laughs> ripping billies while with a young, fire. young, fresh faced Smivy was uh, trying to do his sports report. <laughs> oh, yeah. So you were there doing what? The footy? Covering the footy? Yeah, covering the footy for the Tangata Finua crew on Koori Radio. Um, oh, working, man. Yeah, man. It was classic. It was such a such an all-time setup. And, you know, Jim was a, a huge influence on me, uh, a mentor of oh, sorts, wow. along with, uh, you know, Percy and, and, and little Will and the rest of the crew there. But, uh, yeah, oh, nice, part, of the, part of the mouldy lineage there in Bondi that's existed since the 70s up until now and uh yeah big part of the culture where I'm from yeah man 
2026 representing. Yeah, man. And uh, <laughs> I guess a big part of that culture too is is the, the culture that uh, you're doing very proud, man. Just the reggae music that, that comes out of yeah. NZ. Man, it's a fucking long and storied tradition with so many yeah. bands uh, that, yeah. in my opinion, are right up there with the best on the planet. Fat Freddy's Drop, Salmonella Dub, Catch a Fire. Yeah. Is it Lab or LAB at the Blues Fest up here recently? Yeah, man. Yep, yep. Fuck. LAB. Wow, they're mental. Yeah, and all those all those bands that you've added off are all massive influences on my sound as well. You know, Freddie's, the singer from Freddie's, you know, he was um, – if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be able to sing, you know. Like, I just used to emulate every little cadence of how he sung and learn a lot about dub and, you know, some of the rootsier vibes from, from him. And then Catch a Fire, uh, my cousin was in Catch a Fire when I was young buck. I used to go to those shows all the time. No shit. So seeing the big bros do their thing way back in the 90s when they were actually a Bob Marley cover band in wow. Hamilton, the Waikato area where I'm from. Um, you know, we used to see them and, you know, they were just local heroes just doing Bob tunes. So they'd play at all the small little towns, uh, mainly along the coastal regions, but every every town in New Zealand and you know everyone in Bob uh, everyone in New Zealand loves Bob Marley when Bob Marley came to New Zealand he changed the culture you know we all gravitated towards his lyrics his mana you know the way he carries himself and yeah and that's why New Zealand just really embraced reggae and where it is today man it, it's such an, yeah it's such an interesting story and it's not one that's often told that uh you know bob marley had such an affinity for maori culture and uh, mm. i understood i don't know if this is true or just pub talk but i feel like someone was telling me at some point that he actually uh, kind of bequeathed his archive um to maori musicians to play free of royalties or any of that stuff just a, a kind of a gift i don't know if that's horseshit or wow <laughs> now i know i know that um uh, Ruya and Rania, uh, who are famous Māori musicians from back home, they went to Jamaica to record in Tough Gong Studios and had the rights and everything to record a whole album uh, all in Te Reo Māori, all Bob Marley covers, all in Te Reo Māori, which is Māori language. Right. And yeah, and then they got the rights to do another album. So yeah, I think there was an affinity, uh, affinity with with Bob and the family, you know, after he had passed, obviously. Um, yeah, and the, and the twins went over and yeah, did an amazing album. That doesn't get enough praises. That album, it's all and done, all done in language. The only Bob album, I believe. But yeah, it, it was one you know that we were proud of as Maori. Yeah, so classic, man. And tell us a bit about yeah. your story. So, uh, Waikato's the the province that you're from, I guess. Yeah, yeah, which is which is Whangaroa, Raglan. Um, I was born just up the road from Raglan. My uh, mother's side of the family are from Fatafata, which, which is just outside of Rags. And believe it or not, I've only surfed that place twice. I, I was brought up in, Tarana, in Taranaki, um, which is also amazing surf, like all year round. Um, yeah, and I wasn't really into um, music so much. All my family were. They all used to play the guitar around the fire and, you know, at parties and stuff like that. And then, you know, I used to make fun of all the cousins you know, jamming out on the guitars and I'd just be surfing and skating and playing rugby league. That was what I was obsessed with. Until I came over here and realised how shit I was at rugby league. <laughs> oh, they're pretty <laughs> and, good over there, man. What are you talking about? Oh, no, well, it was – it's just, you know, argy-bargy back home, but you come over here, the technicalities of, mm. you know, everything is just on another level. And then, yeah, and then I was, you know, sort of lost my way a little bit, I'll be honest. But then um, I found music. And joined a reggae band over here, and yeah, it's here I am now. Like it's been amazing, man. Like, and and because we used to do the cover, uh, the covers, um, and we'd always do like Fat Freddy's covers and Catch Fire covers. So you'd get predominantly Maori crowds that'll rock up to all our gigs. But then again, you'd see some, you know, some new faces in there. And, you know, we've got a good Aussie crew that come down. Well, back then, and yeah, it built, and then we started writing our own music, and yeah, fast forward. I'm with Subtribe now, and yeah, it's been amazing, bro. Yeah, man. Aussie's my home, man. Yeah, bro. The last time I ran into, I was out at our Vui's there in Cronulla. Yeah, first time I, I seen you, and I was like, "That's Smitty." 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna I'm gonna paddle over and just like, bro, what's up, man? We talked to the talked about that um, Kelly Slater interview and all that stuff, man. Yeah, that's right, that's crazy. right. And uh, actually, I remember that day uh, there was another iconic Maori surfer, uh, Terapai Richmond, who is you know, fuck, man, one of the greats, yeah. really, from uh, really, that part of the world, really local icon, yeah. Shark Island icon, and another in that proud tradition of. You know, kind of reggae music plays with King Tide a lot. Who yeah, maybe maybe turning up at Swellness, uh, but another really talented oh, user. Wow. Yeah, that'll be one guy that I really wanted to connect with. Um, you know, when you're out at those, you know, Hellman spots, you sort of like everyone's. You know, it is a little bit local, and I just sort of sit out on the shoulder because, t- to be honest, I'm shit. I just, I, I'm not going under the lip. I'm not taking off under the lip. I'm just like get all the scraps on the shoulder. But I'm cool with that. <laughs> and he's, you know him, he just takes off deep behind the behind the peak and just pulls in. And But I've always wanted to have a chat with him about music and, um, yeah, and connect. So hopefully he does come to Swellness, which I'm looking forward to, man. And the Subtribe boys are too. Oh, man, I'm so frothing to have you guys there. I can't Frothy. believe the, the synchronicity of it all, the, the kind of the full circle nature of it. You know, as a just a young skinhead grom there in Bondi, I was thrust <laughs> into a, a just a world of Polynesian culture. Um, yeah. And I just, you know, soaked it up like a sponge, like I did all other cultures. You know, my best mates were like yeah, Filipino and uh, Maori oh, and, and Tongan and, uh, and yeah. some uh, uh, Persians and, you know, heaps of white fellas and like, yeah, it was just a, a mad cold and melting pot but the best thing to come through that joint was the music um and all those touring nz bands core yeah. catch a fire shake oh, through, fuck yeah. it was endless and I, I didn't know any of these any of these bands and, until i you know copped and playing free shows at the beach road and just a oh, full blackout in the zone just fucking oh yeah. it was eyed and dreadlocks <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah. everywhere classic yeah, but all happy-go-lucky people. So eh? like, happy, man. All big. Well, you get them angry, obviously. Fucking, it's about to go down. Like anyone, I guess. But, um, yeah, it's amazing, man. When I first rocked up to Bondi, I didn't realize how many Maldives there were. Because I moved over here, and I was living in Malabar at the time. We, we moved straight to Malabar. There was 14 of us from this small little town of about 3,000 people. 14 of us moved into this one house in Malabar. <laughs> yes. And um, didn't know anything about the joint. And um, Well, one, one, one guy that was living there got signed to the West Tigers and said, come over here and play 40, all you boys, and you never know. So we all did it. We all jumped on a plane. We all came over and um, played in the local A-grade comp and realised how shit I was. <laughs> but um, the surf culture and everything was, was awesome, man. And um, – yeah, I know you played for Maruba Lions or something, eh? Yeah, played for Maruba for a few years, played A-grade for Bondi. Yeah, I was the captain at Maruba. Didn't go down too well with the uh, certain sections of the local community, dude from Bondi, captaining the Maruba team. Ah. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, no, and, um, yeah, man, it was classic, actually. Another kind of touch point, obviously, uh, Bondi United, uh, you know, it was, I was think maybe one of five or six white guys in the team. It was uh, pretty much all yeah. Polynesian at that point. And, yeah. Um, Again, yeah, kind of just, you know, embedded in that culture and loved every minute of it. Beautiful people, uh, very family-orientated, you know, fucking, mm. you know, pr- probably uh, maybe smoking the cones before training didn't really do <laughs> us uh, justice at the back end of the season, you know. But, uh, mate, yeah, classic that you've got that same, you know, tree of influence Linear. running through you, Ray. We're, we're almost uh, living lives in synchronicity in, in ways. Yeah. So what, that would have made you a South Junior. I was, man, yeah, that's right. As a Roosters man, how was that? <laughs> um, yeah, I mean... Oh, oh, close enough. You, you spend your whole life playing in that comp from uh, the time. You don't really know any different. And, uh, yeah, it was sweet. But I guess at a certain age, the the whole the Bra Boys thing blew up. The film came out and it just become this oh, uh, kind of yeah. wacky like sideshow where everyone was trying to prove themselves and be a hard cunt and like, you know, they needed oh, they needed some guy to pick on and I guess that was me. Oh, nah, bro. I've got a story. So, when I first came over here, like I'd heard of the Bra Boys and anyway, I, I was playing for Southeastern. I think it was like my yeah. second A lot of Bra Boys game. in the team, yeah. Well, at the time, it was, got, it was the Dolphins that had all the Bra Boys. Right. And I just heard a couple of little stories and I was like, oh, okay, whatever. And I was playing for Southeastern out on the wing. And they were all giving it to me. There was about 300 of them. 
just giving it to me because I was on the wing. Yep. And I was, I had these big long dreadlocks and, and they were just calling me Whippy Goldberg and all these <laughs> crack up names, right? <laughs> and I was getting pissed off, man. They got right in my head and I just turned around. I just like gave it to them. I'm going to fuck one of your boys up. And and everyone was pulling me off like, don't mess with them, man. That's the bar boys. I was like, whoop. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, they, they pissed me off that much and then one of their boys ran it straight into me. I just cracked him, picked the ball up because he knocked it on, ran away, almost scored a try, passed it to my other mate, he scored, and then turned right back at them. And and then I think they respected me after that. Well, a couple of them anyway. I think a few of them hated me in the, in the lineup. That's how it goes, man. Yeah, it was probably the Coogee Wombats. I feel like they're the, the Bravo. Oh, the Wombats. Yeah, yeah not the Dolphins. And uh, the yeah. Southeastern team definitely uh, accumulated a few at different points. But, yeah, it's pretty wild. Oh, man, they're just like, any other, they're just like any other crew anywhere in the world. That's they're right, mate. You know, they're just, right. you know, they're fucking everywhere. Serve as a staunch, man. Serve as a staunch. That's it, man. You'll, you'll, cop them, uh, you'll cop similar crews all over the world. But I guess they, uh, exactly. they, they blew up and became very popular. And, you know, some of the best mates are from that part of the world. And we'll have a few of them at Swellness. So, uh, you know, we're all coming together to share. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this, bro. And flare up. Time for another track from Sub Tribe. This is The Road.
also, I saw that you, you made a, a recent pilgrimage to the top end uh, for oh, East yes, Arnhem Live. Bro, that oh, was fucking man. nuts. It was unreal, bro. It was really unreal. And, you know, I, I got told by a couple of friends of mine, uh, Julian Belbature, who you probably know. Yeah, yeah, he's a dude from Bondi, yeah. Yep. Um, so he, he, he warned me of, uh, you know, what well, didn't warn me. He told me how, how beautiful it is up there and, you know, you're going to meet some of the local mobs, the Yongu people went up there and it was just, it felt like I was in like Africa meets Fiji almost like wow. the landscape was just unreal. And the way that even the white fellas up there all speak Yongu, um, which was beautiful. You know, the guy that picked me up was, you know, talking, you know, about all these different places and where to go and, and rattling off names in the local language. It was mad. And then I got invited to go to an art center, which had a beautiful studio in there. And some of the local mob had recorded some music. So they wanted to show me as an indigenous man. They were really proud to show me. And then there was one small little section in that song where they were like, what do you think should go in here? We're, we're, we're trying to get a rapper or something. They didn't realize I rapped or anything. And I um, I basically put my hand up and I said, bro, put me in that fucking booth. I'll smash a, a verse in 10 minutes. 10 minutes, I'll do it in language. Go press play and I'll do it for you. I did it. And they were just, they were blown away. So recorded it. And then they invited me down to the local waterfall where we recorded a whole video clip. Um, I saw yeah, a bit of that, man. I, I saw a bit. Of, uh, uh, we'll, we'll post this on our own Instagram channel, but make sure you, you jump cool. over to Ray Jar's Instagram and have a look at this insane video. You did a really good job, actually, of documenting your trip. Oh up man, I I knew I knew it was going to be a beautiful trip, man. So I was like, okay, I'm going to really make a conscious effort to, you know, documenting. Even though sometimes it's really hard to like embrace moments with your phone on you all the time and having yeah. to pull it out and take. You know, photos, I'm, like, sometimes I'm almost all, always against that. But then, you know, there's some moments that you're like, ah, oh, you know, I, I want to look back on these moments and, 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 you know, hand them down to my to my daughter and my son or, or you know, share it with all my family back home here as well. So, yeah. Man, you did such page. a good job. I'm so glad you, you kind oh, of got so over man. that fear and whipped the phone out because far out, it's a, a kind of insight into a, a culture and a, a place that very few of us really get the chance to, yeah. to go and see, man. And um, yeah. that, that clip of you uh, in, in this kind of sacred watering hole yeah. getting painted up by the Yongu people while, yeah. uh, you know, singing in your own native tongue was, was yeah. fucking trippy and mental, really cool. When they heard it, when they heard my verse, they they were just like jumping up and down, like, you know, like high-fiving each other. And I was like, oh, man, I think they like it. <laughs> Yeah, and so yeah, that, that's when they invited me to go down and do the video clip with them. So they were always, always going to do the video clip, um, but yeah, then they were like, "No, nah, you got to be front and center in the video clip now because we're going to make this a merge of cultures and genres and, and ways." And um, yeah, they they gave me the blessing, man. It was it was awesome. Man, so rad, man. Tell us a bit about your culture. I mean, uh, mm. being from that part of the world, uh, the Waikato kind of region and uh, Taranaki, like how yeah. uh, how staunch is the, the Māori culture there and what's the kind of uh, practical, what does it look like being on the ground there? Oh, man. Well, you know, like for the first, I reckon, seven years of my life, it was, it was just te reo Māori. I only pretty much smoke, uh, spoke only Māori language. Um, I went to a school called Rahui Pōkeka, which was one of the only – schools if not the first school that was um allowed to speak maori like allowed to teach maori um you know after you know they had eradicated the language and you know my generation before me weren't allowed to speak english i mean maori they could only speak english so yeah the government had given the rights to my school my first almost kindergarten um and yeah it was it was it was amazing to be a part of that and little did i know that little village where that school was, was where the Māori queen was. And she, we used to go to her house every single morning to do a karakia or a prayer to start the day. And um, I just thought she was some old cranky lady, to be honest, until I you know, got <laughs> older and realised who she was. I always asked mum, like, why is this lady always on TV with the queen and stuff? 
And she's like, Queen of England, we should come and visit. Wow. She's like, no, that's the Māori Queen. I was like, Koi Piki is the Māori Queen. She's like, yeah, you're one of the only ones that realise her name is, you know, Te Atairangi Kahu. And, um, yeah, so I was privileged to grow up in that little town of Rahui Pōkeka, Huntley, which is south of Auckland. Yeah, and then I, I eventually moved down south and to Taranaki area and Manawatu, which was where I learned to surf, and that's what changed my life. Otherwise, I would have been, who knows, in the Black Barrel, Mongol Mob, whatever. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> fuck, man, fully. I mean, those two – I mean, that's uh, interesting – as well, because Jim George, my early mentor, I believe, was an affiliate of the Black Power kind of crew over there. He was a yeah. very educated man, uh, kind of yep. more of the academic side of yeah. things, like a, a Malcolm X um, mm. or something like that. But, yeah, talk to us a bit about those two crews, man, because oh, they're, yeah, they're infamous, gnarly. we don't know a whole lot about them over here. Well, they're trying to, like, start chapters over here and stuff, but I, I just think they're just, yeah, they're just gnarly, you know. Um, over here, I think the gangs are really business-orientated. You know, those those fellas, they just don't give a fuck. They just do their thing and, and, and represent their patch. My old man was uh, was a black power, and um, on my mum's side, we, we, we got some mongrel mob on that side, so I've, like, sort of <laughs> crossed in between and just realised, you know, that, that life ain't me. Especially when I found surfing, that's all I wanted to do was just surf and, and play rugby league. And it was yeah, but that but the gang side is really prevalent. Like it's huge, especially the mongies, the mongol mob. They've become huge at the moment. So yeah, got a lot of the cousins doing their doing their thing. But you know that wasn't me. Mm. Um, yeah. I just, I just stuck on a path. Yeah, good on you, man. Far out. Yeah. Bless surfing and, and sport in yeah, general for, for giving young men uh, a purpose and, and a focus in life. It did much the same for me. And uh, fuck. Yeah, man. And like, you know, I've I seen a lot, a lot of heavy domestic violence growing up. Um, and it really affected me. My dad pissed off, you know, years ago. And, you know, I'll, I'll be honest, like last year, my mental health was wrecked, bro. Mm. You know, I, I just hit a mad plateau and a, a depression, even though I had an awesome life, man. You know, I had this wicked band and, you know, I, I had a, a beautiful family, um, you know, two beautiful kids, awesome wife, awesome, you know, everything was going awesome. And for some reason, that black dog was just trying to pull me in, bro. Mm. You know what I mean? So I had to seek some professional help. Um, you know, even though they were saying some stuff and it, you know, it was, it was beautiful, but I, I, you know, I had to find a different way to deal with it and stuff. And so I actually found a, um, a boxing camp mm -hmm. that you could, you could have a fight at the end of it. So with that, I learned that physical health is important, which will lead to you having to eat well, mm -hmm. sleep well, keep hydrated, all these small things. And, and, and that led to, you know, my mental health improving. Um, and that's why I love this wellness, uh, this wellness um, thing that you're coming up with, bro. I'm really, really behind it. Oh, sick, man. Cheers. Yeah, man. Thanks so much for sharing that story. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, having also born witness to, to domestic violence and seeing the imprint. Oh, man, and suicide, bro. Like, oh. I've, yeah, like my oh. best friends, my literal best friends, my ex-girlfriend, they, you know, they committed suicide, man. Like one back in New Zealand and one over here that had like perfect, perfect lives. My, my, my bro, my best bro, we just come back from the Mentawai Islands, surf trip of a lifetime. And then he got back, new job, new house, four beautiful boys, three beautiful boys, beautiful wife, everything going good, new card, everything. And then just gone unbelievable no one knows why and he used to take he used to take the piss out of people that would do stuff like that you know what i mean like be like oh what that's weak but little do you know man there's these small things within the within everybody that we, i don't know man it's it's really hard so i think you know talking talking's a huge one man meditation 100%. i know you get behind meditation too bro yeah. and I'm, I'm i'm getting on to that and wim hof helped me too bro ah. i don't do the i don't do i haven't done the cold shower thing, I yeah. need to tap into that, but the tap breath in. work. It's easy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fuck um, yeah, bro. Legendary. All these small, I'll take, I've, I've made like a big list of all the things 
um, that have improved my mental health. You know, less alcohol, mm-hmm. um, bushweed. Yeah, bro. <laughs> They're like in balance. Everything in balance, in man. Balance. Yeah, all of these things, man. Um, and That's I share it, them man. with people that are struggling. That's so good, man. I can't wait to, uh, you know, get you on a seminar at Swellness. But, man, that's so crazy. Like, it, you mentioned your mate who seemingly on the outside had it all going for him. But yeah, man. It, it can be quite unsatisfying, uh, this kind of consumerist suburban lifestyle. It's weird. And it, it, it's, it's almost when things are portrayed as being, you know, the – the solution to your problems and you get to that point only to realize it's not your solution and you, you feel exactly the same, that can almost double down on the, the mm. depression, you know, like, you know, True. Just being in this perfect situation, but you still feel like shit. And it's like, well, if this isn't going to make me happy, what's going to make me happy? And the, the sad fact is like nothing in this consumerist matrix is really going to give you any sense of lasting contentment or happiness. It, it really mm. has to be generated from within and um, doing, you know, shit that's been portrayed as woo-woo and hippie and all this shit. But as we're hearing <laughs> from yourself, from Tom Carroll, uh, from, you know, mm. Kobe Abbott and Dean Morrison, you know, these guys are wow. these guys are fucking – and yourself, you know, you played, played rugby league, you, you've grown up, uh, you know, in a heavy kind of fucking yeah. you know, staunch zone uh, in the world. Yeah, uh, and all these guys are similar in that respect. Yeah. And, uh, we've all trod that path. Of, yeah. of being the hard cunt, trying to be hardcore or what we thought was fucking, you know, the, the what you meant to be as a man. And it, it just turned out to make us really fucking sick. <laughs> nah, man. Yeah, you're totally right. Well said, bro. And, like, I make a habit of all my friends. Like, I mean, another good thing is surrounding yourself with fucking good people, bro. You know oh, what I mean? Sure. That's a huge one, man. Like, i got bros, like, we're all, like, looking macho and shit, but really, you know, we're, when we're having a drink or just or just kicking it with our kids, man, I, I, you know, when we say goodbye or something, I, I always I always tell them, bro, I love you, my bro. You know, like, I love you. And then, and, and you know, and it's, you know, it just certifies to them and they say it back, man, and just, like, really means a lot. So when you leave that, leave that brother or that sister, you know, like, you really feel – you're loved, man, and and you're surrounded by love. So, man, you got to surround yourself with love, even if you're a hard cunt. Yeah, you man. Oh, yeah. It's all good. Yeah, it is. All I mean, good. I don't, I don't suggest that everyone go out and tell everyone that you love each other all the time and shit. But you know, like, it's just I don't know. Oh, yeah. for sure. No, as well said that the people that you're close to, you have to express love to, and, and just yeah, man. keep reminding each other that you, you're part of something bigger, and uh, and you're all helping each other through this strange journey of, of highs and lows. That, that Even if life. it ain't through words, through actions, man. You know, like, oh, you want me to go pick kids up, man? Sweet. Yep, I'll go pick your kids up. Or something small. Something small, man. Like it's a huge thing. Amazing, man. Yeah, and man. T- tell us a bit about your musical journey. Uh, you know, like yeah, man. W- what's been happening in the world of Subtribe and what whatever other projects you've been a part of. Subtribe, man, has been an amazing journey. So we're like a six-piece dub fusion outfit. Well, seven-piece now. We got Julian on drums now. Um, it's basically like a Fat Freddy's setup with almost a Fat Freddy's crossover with Catch a Fire and Mongo's High Fire. So we we like to dive into some reggae hip-hop and then we get deep with some some language um, songs and um, some hip-hop elements as well, some funky, jazzy, solely elements. Everything's rolling in. Um, yeah, that's my bro, Javon and Tommy, who are the core members, with along with myself. And a couple of the brothers are from Lime Cordial who are on the horn section and a couple of other brothers from Newtown. Um, yeah, so we've been going since like 2007. And um, yeah, so we've been going steady and then we released our EP through the pandemic, which was a fucking nightmare to be honest. But um, it still made some traction. And then WOMAD, um, like we almost, we almost gave up and, you know, surrendered to the pandemic because we just couldn't get anything, no streams or no support, no gigs. And then WOMAD came back to us um, with a mad offer that, um, you know, we took with both hands. And, yeah, WOMAD yeah, and we got the, amazing the, the exposure The World Music Festival, it. yeah, down yeah. in Adelaide. It's a fucking ripper of a festival, man. Unreal. What a, what a me- mega gig to play. What was that like? 
oh man, there was thousands of people, you know, biggest stage we've played on, best set we've ever played, one of. And um, yeah, we got a lot of amazing following from it. We like sold out our merch as soon as our set finished. Um, and that just snowballed after that. We just got all these headlines, um, festival acts, you know, Karanda Roots Festival, which is an amazing bush stuff. Um, yeah, up above Cairns, and uh, we painted the Island Vibes Festival, yes, and, and the Swellness Festival, bro. Fucking this nice. is on. <laughs> oh man, I love it. Yeah. Turn it up, Swellians. Here's another the massive rhythm from Subtribe called That's Drift. Cool.
so good. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it was only a matter of time. I'm surprised that it took that long, but your music is undeniable. Like, it is the deep, classic reggae grooves mm. I, I grew up, you know, listening oh. to at the beach road. And that, that, that's, that's, that's in Bondi. That's, that's not something I'm saying lightly because there were some heavy hitters in that realm. Oh man! Well, that that's what inspired us, and 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 the brother Kai as well. You probably know, yeah, MC Kai, Gorgeous. Uh, yeah, man. Like he took me and... under his wing. Yeah, Kai's the man. I, I um sort of rolled with Bud Spells for a little bit there. Took a um couple of trips over to New Zealand. I did some um, touring with him, and he and uh, he introduced me to a whole bunch of like really good crew, who put me in contact with them. You know. A few other crew. We did a few gigs where there was, you know, nobody there, but there was the right people that were there in the background, you know, like so for any up and coming artists, if if you're playing at a gig and there's fuck all people there, it don't matter. You gotta give all your energy because, you know, that person behind the bar could own a festival or could be, you know, a promoter for something else, blah, blah, blah. But like you just gotta give your all no matter where you are. And you know, if you've got passion for it, you're gonna do it anyway. Fuck yeah, well said, brother. Mate, I'm so frothing to have you up there. I can't oh, believe psyched. it. It's so classic. It's too good. Psyched, bro. Hopefully there's waves too. Yeah, man. There's, uh, we're surrounded by them there. So, you know, lo- knowing this spring La Nina pattern we're in, I'm sure there's going to be something. It's barely been flat for fucking two years. Uh, north yeah. of Foster. I've I've played. I mean, I've I've stayed at that little campground too. Is it Waves? Eh? Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've stayed there a couple of times. It's mad. It's mad. It's mental. Uh, man. All right. Well, I'll let you go. But thanks so much for your time. And uh, yeah, see you. Oh, Solid man. Big up, man. Up the fucking swellians. Up the fucking swellians. <laughs> yeah, Ray. Love you, Hope brother. Hope to see you all there, fam. It's gonna be on. We're gonna just drop some big dub vibes, reggae vibes, hip hop vibes. Hopefully they got a big rig and, and we can just blow that place apart. That's us. Fucking earth. Well said. Mad. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Mad. Drum and bass to play 
next phase from Subtribe, and you probably thought the episode was over. Guess again, Swillians. A little trick of the trade I've learned is that often the best shit gets said when the mics aren't on, so I flicked them on just in time to catch one last Hamad yarn from Rajar. Sick, bro. You're a classic. Real special was going to happen, man. I really did, bro. And um, the whole time, and, and like the first day, oh, like we got, we, we landed at night, and crashed out, and I got up real early to go for a run. Just I don't I don't do that. I don't run every fucking morning. But I was just like, you know what? I'm gonna go for a run and, and check this town out. And went down on the water, and um, just did a meditation session and did a, like a big karakia and really thanked the, you know, made the right acknowledgements to you know like I mean I'm getting deep now, but I went deep and really just you know acknowledged country really acknowledged the ancestors because man that place is fucking ancient and yeah really tapped into it and um i felt a, i felt a good vibe after that and as soon as, as soon as i walked away everything was just bang 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 blessing after blessing and yeah man i think that's just important man, man up there man I, big spirit up there man that's super interesting i mean just the power of setting intention and saying thanks yes. to the, the spirit world and you know some, yeah. something that you know in the west we've been fully disconnected from the spirit world but 100%. uh you know spending so much time in bali and in indonesia um and, and you know listening to you now talk about you know your own connection to culture and and the yeah man the connection to culture they have up north like if you don't have that connection to the spirit world to setting intentions and, and thinking about yourself as mm. being part of something bigger you're pretty fucked i reckon oh bro like because when i went to um the mints for the first time i did the same thing bro and after that like i met some of the shaman you know how the shaman come do the closing ceremonies all the time for those resorts mm, right yeah yeah yeah, so they get the grubs and you got to eat the grubs and they do a dance and stuff like that. But they were really interested in me and I was really interested in them because they looked exactly like Māori aunties and, and grand aunties and uncles and stuff. And I was like, man, these bottles look like fucking Māoris. they got the moko as well, you know, some of the tattoos on their face mm-hmm. and, and they looked real similar. And then we started traddle, uh, rattling off words and, and counting to, you know, I was like, oh, yeah. They asked me, like, how do you count in your language? I said, tahirua toru. And they were like, oh, you know, like it was like really fucking. And then we were like trading off more and it was, bro, it was so exactly the same. And then I showed, you know, photos of my ancestors with all the fucking big ass tattoos all over their face and shit. And they were like, wow, that's Mokom, Mokom. And I was like, bro, that's, that's Moko. In, in our language, and and they and they said, oh yeah, you got to come, you got to come get some tattoos in the forest now. And I was like, <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> and I was going to, but like, yeah, I, I I had that was the only speedboat out, you know, for the next fucking ten days. So I was like, man, I can't, I can't afford another ten days. And but next time, but yeah, yeah. so that was another thing that I, you know, all these like, it, so it really comes back to like spirit of the land and and shit like that. You know, even if you don't believe it, like you know you. Pray to yourself, you know, your own energies and your own spirituality, like within yourself. Because, yeah, some people with that shit. Yeah, I mean, slowly, slowly, it's it, it's just been a slow process to to get to that point. But yeah, man, it's, mm. fuck, that's interesting. The connection between uh, mental Hawaiian villages and 
Polynesian culture. I mean, you just think about the trade routes in that part of the world, like, you know, like yeah. for sure for thousands of years, um, crew were, you know, navigating by starlight and, 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 and yeah. getting around these vast continents and tracks of water. And yeah, you can see it, man. You, you even see it in Indonesia. You see a lot of, uh, yeah. you know, the further east you go of Bali, like people start to look more and more like uh, Australian indigenous people. And you, you, yeah. you can't oh, even man, really they're, tell they're the difference. Than us, mm. <laughs> fully. Those Asians, those Asians on that side of the world are blacker than us, man. It's, it's. I mean, and, you know, Maori come from like the original homeland is Taiwanese hill tribes. Is That's that where right? we come from. Yeah, bro. Wow. Yep, yep. That's where I've like direct, like they're not just Maori. Polynesians all come from like Taiwanese hill tribes, and we came through, and we passed through. Papua New Guinea, which where they interbred, and and our ancestors are, are Papua New Guinea as well as the Taiwanese hill tribes, and then they spread out to um, through the Pacific. Wow! And then, and then yeah, we just created our own. Yeah, wow. we we evolved into the fucking Polynesians, and that's you know the Papua New Guineans where we get our size and our fucking strength and our craziness. Um, but yeah, the Asians, you know, the Asian side is where we get our like looks and. Um, and our culture, some of the culture vibes as well. So, yeah, man, it's real interesting, all that shit. Oh, I it's, love it. It's so fascinating. And, I mean, that that mm. is the part of the world that we live in. We're in the Asia-Pacific, um, and, you know, yeah. like Australia is this w- white settler colony in the middle of all of this, and we're kind of like mm. aliens in a, in a strange part of the world. We're ethnically from Northern Europe and living in this, like, insanely interwoven – interconnected fascinating world of culture and the spirit world and we don't our culture fucking doesn't understand it and it's got no connection to the spirit world it's just a Mm. connection to money we miss out on so much well man it's getting better here man ever since i moved here it's it's getting better man even the acknowledgements like you know to to local mob like it's getting stronger and stronger man like so i think it's getting better that's for sure for sure. I mean, it, it's just a matter of, you know, what's the, the English joke about us? It's, uh, you know, what, uh, what is it? What, what, what has failed to? Oh fuck! I forgot. It's something about failing, <laughs> failing to, failing to develop a culture in two hundred years. Or no, what's the difference between oh, wow. Australia and yogurt? Um, you know, fucking. Yogurt's got culture or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> After 200 years, yogurt have culture. Something uh, like that. But, uh, yeah, we're, we're having to build our own and we're building it out of surf culture and w- that's exactly what we're doing. We're trying to, to shift the culture away from the, the piss-drinking, drug-sniffing, plastic gangster kind of shit that seems to dominate <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the male kind of way of doing things here and, and move more towards, yeah, you know, just something that's a, a bit more connected to um, each other the planet yeah. and yeah fucking and that's yeah that's that's what like festivals like what you're putting on or, or you know summits that you you're putting on you know like you're connecting back to your yourself you know selfness self-awareness and and mental health and stuff bro i'm down on that man that's cool bro and it's and it's good like because i haven't been able, i haven't been given the opportunity to dive into that world or give back to to mental health and in a way that i could use my music or or, or speech or or anything like that, man. So yeah, I'm I'm super psyched, bro. Can't wait, man. Super psyched, man. All right. Well uh I'll cool, let you bro. go, bro. And uh Easy, man. we'll be in contact soon. Solid bro. All good. On your ray, fucking Just me. Yeah. My bro. man. <laughs> See you, bro. Speak to you soon, man. Taking us out today is tribute by Subtribe. Satisfy my soul Coming in from the cold What a way to start the day Got to get one split from Bob Marley play One drop on two Zimbabwe Get on board this iron train Can't wait to go and play Jam that Bob Marley I'm waiting in vain Stir it up with some kinky reggae Is this love or just the right side? Say what you say 
Hey, I listen to the rebel music every day. I give thanks and praise. Hey, Jelly with Bob Marley. Yes, I said, Bob Marley. Come and jam with me tonight. The vibe is pumping and your pizza jumping. Can you feel us right now? This version. Come on, make them a skank it tonight. The bass is bumping and the people jumping. Can you feel it right now? You understand? Coming in from the cold, that is a real situation. Now we don't want no confrontation. Satisfy my soul with some positive vibrations. Sending love across the nation. Get up, stand up, fight for your rights. Watch this stiff naked fool, they mambush in the night. 400 years all day and all night. Chant the mobile and no woman, no cry, Bob Marley. Come and jam with me tonight. The vibe is pumping in your pizza jumping. Can you feel us right now? Some dry Shredheads, waxheads, kooks and barnies, corn rinses and vortex shamans, high priests of the cone zone, holy women of the monstro orb. It's time to pack your sleds, your fishing rods, your camping gear and your froth bucket. Chuck it in the wagon, point the thing for Waves Campground Crescent Head, because this October 21 to 23, the first annual Swellness Summit, presented by Greenlight is going down. It's a weekend of surfing connection, brotherhood and sisterhood of learning, listening, and their transference of wisdom from all corners of the surfing experience. The goal of the weekend is to arm you with the knowledge and the tools to make good choices, healthy choices, choices that benefit yourself and others to reconnect with the natural world and even improve your surfing. Once there, you'll experience the regenerative, the regenerative, the regenerative, fuck, the, the regenerative powers of meditation with a three-time world champion and all-time froth lord, Tom Carroll. You'll practice the martial arts techniques behind Brad Gerlach's wave key. You'll learn of resilience and mental fortitude from the Swellian Queens, Jodie Cooper and Pauline Mensah. And you'll pick up tips on permaculture and sustainable farming with Asher Pacey and Jarrah Tutton. Richie Vass will be there teaching discipline, self-defense techniques, and Johnny Gannon and others will be loading up the body if you want to get fit as well. Telling you, it's that and a whole lot more. We'll be doing giant Wim Hof workshops. Wait till you get a room full of 40 people on the Wim Hof program. Fully in, let it go. You'll never feel the same. You will just be buzzing out of your skin. 
We'll have ice bars on hand. Live bands absolutely shredding. DJs kicking us into the night. Fucking oath, there will be dancing and a good old-fashioned send because it is a Swellian event after all. The Swellian Summit is a gathering of the tribe. We're going to load you up on the mana that you can take with you for the rest of your life to make good, healthy living a priority and hopefully share that wisdom that you've gained with other people in your hometowns. The inaugural Swellness Summit, presented by Greenlight, will take place this October 21 to 23. Tickets are available at theswellians.com. Get on it. They're selling fast. We'll see you there, Swellians and Swelliettes. Eat. Pray. Cone.